0: what is up everybody welcome to nfts in the arena you with Mike and Jono this week we were supposed to have a great guest this week but unfortunately he wasn't able to join but he will definitely be joining as a gentleman from South Africa who is very close to Jono and I who has a significant amount of knowledge on cryptocurrencies and has invested heavily on Pulse chain and pulse X and something that we want to educate our audience on and actually help people understand there's things outside of NFTs and outside the, the stereotypical cryptocurrencies that are going on about
1: so Jono what's up first of all hey man yo what's up Mikey and peeps how's everybody how are you dude
0: I'm good man I'm good so the reason why I'm in a hotel room is
1: uh, I'm in New, I'm in
0: New York this week so hence the background I think I did pretty well with the background but um I love it brother so yeah no, I think it's pretty cool yeah, I think it's, it's pretty thick. cool um yeah, so one day you'll have to you'll have to end up here, Johnny in New York. Uh <laughs> not to say that I'm oh, living my here. Word, bro. You get what I'm saying,
1: Where yeah. about in New York? Are you there by so? Nearby, sir?
0: Um yeah, I was there early on today. Um, is it? There's a lot to do, yeah, man. There's a lot to do, yeah, Lots to oh, do, yeah. Amazing, man. And which has brought me to one of the things that I saw when I was coming home now, um, on the way back to the hotel is outside the New York Stock Exchange. Um, Mm. I was walking with a friend and they have these massive banners outside the New York Stock Exchange, exactly how you would envision it in the movies, with these large concrete pillars going from the ground level all the way up. And it's Mm. just immaculate. And they have these massive, um, what I would say, not billboards, but um, some form of advertising of whatever company is going to be listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, wow. And tonight there was. uh, it was called uh, let me just get it right before I don't say it right it's basically I would say it's in competition with UFC it's a mixed martial arts uh, mixed martial arts organization mm. it's a MMA league and it's mm. called PFL professional fighters league and okay. they just got listed on the New York Stock Exchange it seems like and it's amazing because we were talking about last week how sports is pioneering NFTs and I think sports is pioneering so many things, and one of those is being media. And I think sports is now essentially uh, a pivot for a lot of industries to actually monetize and leverage the 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 mass audience that all sports uh, entities and disciplines garner throughout various age groups across the world. Mm. Some of them in the United States being basketball, baseball. Like this week. There's a lot of things going on in the baseball league as i understand i'm trying to educate myself on that space where they're having a lot of these picks and where players are actually being drafted and um switched between teams much like we see in the english premier league but Mm -hmm. the amount of money that goes into these contracts is insane like some of these guys are signing 10-year agreements worth 400 million dollars it's insane Mm -hmm. and the reason why i bring that up is because there was an article that i found um that just kind of relates to what i had seen and why I, I, I want to talk about this is the impact that sports has on so many industries, not even on NFTs or cryptocurrencies or any thing in merchandising that we've been speaking about the last few episodes. So this article essentially was speaking about how athletes, and they were referring to how the NBA, like we've spoken up about before, is pioneering, the Web3 space, not only the NFC space. And mm. they, they had interviewed an athlete, his name was Spencer yet he, uh, he was drafted in the National Basketball League I think, in 2014. And he was essentially saying, so he became quite a big name and obviously became quite successful. But outside of that, he's become more successful as a, say, as a businessman, like, much okay. like a lot of athletes are doing, right? Yes. And he was essentially saying, and it's something that I've actually been pondering on quite some time, especially looking at like the English Premier League athlete like they live lavish lives and you would question some of the, their intellect to be fair hmm. but who are we to say i mean these guys are multimillionaires. but he was saying essentially like when he had joined the nba and this is like 2014 it's not nice. even that it's not even that long ago right that the, the the player room conversations in the lockers would be more around cars girls money all that kind of stuff and he says now it's kind of shifted where a lot of the younger guys that are joining these teams are talking about web 3 and how they're going to monetize it and how they actually going to leverage their brand and actually take it to the next level and a lot of people had done this the likes of Cristiano ronaldo and david beckham or with fashion and their image but what it made me realize is that and we kind of have touched on this before that the people that have money are going to be the people that want in this space and obviously not a general blanket approach but like how do you see the advantage that people have with money, particularly focusing on NFTs and cryptocurrencies?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> like you said, it, it, it does allow people to, to jump in early and jump in a lot bigger than, than those that don't have money. Um, but like, I think with athletes, they, they're getting a different stream of information versus the older guys and girls back in the day. You know, they all have Instagram, TikTok, um, watch YouTube. There's just so much information that allows to create a a concise understanding of what you can, you know, align yourself with in the future. And for a lot of athletes, this is perhaps something that they want to mention because it allows them to be in a position of control, especially for their brand and for the longevity of their brand and also for the future legacy of, of whatever generation they want to, you know, build within their home. So, yeah, I think Web3 allows them to, to transcend that, that old school model to a point where they, they feel a lot more comfortable and also a lot more cool. Right now, it's a, it's, it's a cool thing to be um, in this position, uh, despite the, the scrutiny and all the, the backlash. I think the, the peeps that are in, in crypto right now and, and NFTs per se are, are, are quite content and, and, and optimistic for the future. Let's put it that way. Yes, there's people that have lost big, um, perhaps not those, uh, or should I say the kind of people that didn't do their research or perhaps got in with the wrong intentions just to um, swindle a quick buck. So yeah, I think that uh, athletes are, are getting more conscious and that's great. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to to what they're going to be doing and how they can help uh, the their fans um, inherently as a result. So I like what
0: what you said. Is like it's 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 all going to unfold and it is unfolding. Yes, but it's something that I'm seeing predominantly in football, like in soccer, in Europe. Is that a lot of these athletes, a lot of these professional football players are. They're very good at what they do when it comes to sports and they get to a certain point where they become famous and their fame brings them a lot of opportunities and there's individuals like Paul Pogba, there's individuals like Jesse Lingard that are often ridiculed in social media because these guys are, what it seems, applying a lot more time and energy towards their TikTok stories or creating a brand or clothing brand and having the the, the latest um, kind of fashion. And obviously a lot of the older generation believes that this should not be the case. They shouldn't be doing this. It takes away a lot of the attention. It's not professional. But I mean, obviously the younger guys would argue that and I, I would stand on both sides because yes. I can see the value and I can see the reason behind that. Mm. But what I'm thinking now, and I mean, this is just a hypothetical thing, but we, I think we're getting into the conversation where we can just talk our minds. Yes. Is that A lot of these athletes now are, mindful of the fact that their careers are very short lived. And what that means is like, yes, they can, they can earn money in the, in the premier league or in the Spanish La Liga or in the NBA or the their NFL, but their, their, their careers are short lived, mm. very fair to say that some sports are, sports are different. Even some positions in, in soccer are different. The goalkeeper yeah, yeah, will yeah, typically yeah. go to an older age. But my point is yes. like a lot of these guys are already thinking of ways in which they can invest their, their money that they're earning, as well as create brands and create organizations, create businesses. So when they do get to the point of retirement, they set up and their families are set up. And you can't argue against that. But I think it's no, just the no, way no. a lot of them go about doing it. Hmm. So my point now is that do you think that this movement where these athletes are more focused on the social media aspect, the more gamification, the engagement of the fans, which will effectively maybe create opportunities in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. People and athletes, like we've spoken about on previous episodes, can now engage with their audience, where you're actually competing against the athlete. Do you think this movement is actually going to be detrimental to the growth of the sport? Or do you think it's just going to create a different way of looking at sport?
1: I think it's going to be twofold, dude. And perhaps a little more detrimental, You know, because it it, kind of takes away from the game intrinsically like it, it, it allows the individual to to personify themselves in this this space uh, which is not really conducive for sport unless it's at a, a um should i say a e-gaming level where people are playing it you know like but you can't in reality play football in the in the cloud you know you and i unless we do it through through a mechanism that allows us to 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 exist there you
0: know, well i mean it's... we've all seen that movie the ready player one right yes, There's... yes yes and i mean obviously right now yeah we can't see that that physicality ha- happening no, the tangible sure. side of it right for sure but but carry on but i think it's a super it's super no, interesting to, for you to mention definitely. that
1: because then we're gonna have to align the the whole soul thing with it you know where's your soul is it is it hmm. where you're sitting playing you know, and experiencing this, this, this web three space, or can you transcend and feel like you are there? So this, this question is, is up for grabs um, (laughs) in the future, but right now, like we could play sports online through a gaming mechanism that could be aligned to, for instance, a particular um, athlete, but as them, as a person, like how they, they play in these new um, unravelings is dependent on who they are. You know, what's their character? What's, what was the real reason they became an athlete? Was it for finances? Was it because they have a pure passion for it? Because if they have a pure passion for it, they'll probably get into the more um, uh, altruistic movements like supporting uh, a sport ac- uh, academia, uh, sport academies, Uh, all that kind of stuff to try and raise awareness around that sport through the Web3 space, purely because you can build capital um, a lot easier, uh, perhaps just through the whole mechanism of investing. There's a lot of ways. We've we've chatted on many mechanisms as to how this can be beneficial to uh, an athlete. But with that being said, how they go about it is definitely determined about who they are because everyone's going to be so autonomous in the space that they don't need managers. They don't need this kind of thing. They just need education and, and understanding of who they are and what they're trying to achieve. And if, it, if that can align itself with fulfilling um, endeavors, then I think that's, what's going to be the the mechanism that drives athletes in the space will be the, how they feel fulfilled.
0: Yeah. I think that that's actually something that's so significant
1: now. and, and
0: what I'm referring to is the impact that money is having on the game, regardless yes, of what yes, game it is. Yes. And we see it often in the most um, football leagues, the top three or four teams are the teams with the most amount of money, whether it's oil money, whether it's American money, whether it's Russian money, it's Russian money in the past. Um, mm. My point is like I think this understanding or this perception of how money can ruin sports has been spoken about for many years now, since, since I can remember in the Premier League when um Blackburn Rovers were, were bought way way back and then they got Alan Shurer and he came and yeah. played there and they won the league and then after that was Chelsea and that was Chelsea after that and then after mm-hmm. Chelsea was Manchester City and then amongst us was, there there's was other teams in, in Italy that were bought by China groups and obviously what this does to the game is that someone kind of it, it makes it unfair in the sense that you have the ability to now purchase as many players as you want there's, whatever price tag you want because they've tried to introduce like, the financial fair play rules that essentially um, doesn't allow people to just to go and spend, spend money as as they will but to be fair that's that's been done and they've kind of scrapped that rule now because there's been players that have been bought for 150 million dollars and that the rule i think if i'm not mistaken is that you can spend more than you earn yes And a lot of these rich clubs that are bought by these owners, they are funding their own money. And now a lot of these owners, and you look at the PSG teams, which is owned by this Arab organization, they are looking to do the NFTs. And they are looking to see how else they can monetize this thing. It falls Mm -hmm. into this conversation that we're speaking about. What is the impact this is gonna have? And for me, and honestly, as a true sports fan, the introduction of such money like newcastle got bought over now so in the next five years in the english premier league newcastle will be competing for the premier league yes and just united and arsenal and these teams will become a thing of the past will they i don't know because what we're experiencing now is unprecedented it's never yes, been done before yes, yes, in, yes, in, yes. This scale, in this in the scale yes. yes teams have been brought out, but not on this scale and the amount of money that you can generate from the purchase of an asset and what i mean by like thats that is that Manchester United are paying Cristiano Ronaldo 500,000 pounds a week after tax. And everyone's, and everyone's thinking the guy's 37 years old has come to the tail end of his career. Mm. But what you just have to realize is his commercial value. Yes. The day he signs is the day they sell however many hundreds of thousands of shirts across the world, mm. monetizing their brand, photo images, um, photo rights. Mm. There's so much money that, more, that meets the eye. So, it's kind of worth that investment. So, my point is like it's not stopping people from buying these big name players. And I wonder True. if. So, the reason why I think this is something worth talking about is because Mike Tyson, we all know who Mike Tyson, is. he did an NFT collection. And now, with this whole cold, uh, this NFT winter, which we all know, the people that are involved in this space, that this is just at the. At the the, yeah, market. At the the trough of the yeah it's at the trough of the of the, of the cyclical cycle that is inherent in most economic and um macroeconomic growth in various industries that we've seen in the past but he's his energy collection dropped by 90 percent, even though he holds this massive brand yeah, so it's, think it's, about it's, it now like there is a big tug of war in this industry now is mm-hmm. is it worth it is it not worth it the people mm-hmm. we are speaking to via sports finder are very apprehensive but in just as much and even, even more so, even more interested in finding out more. Yes. So it's almost like you have to get your foot in the door now. Definitely. But like, how do, you, how do you see this all unfolding?
1: Well, look, this is a, a very interesting question because like how many people are going to leverage their NFT or should I say uh, NFTs focus primarily as, as this is my, my, my source of, of income in the future? I think that's perhaps the, the wrong way to look at it. And if people are looking at it in a way where like this is a technology that is gonna help me uh, do the things I wanna do in life. If you go about it that way, then I think um, there's, there's definitely great opportunity, but obviously a lot of people are gonna get into that space with this idea that they're gonna have some huge ass portfolio attached to it in the future, right? So they get too caught up in that, and they put all their eggs in that basket to the point where, like you said, you get a drop—a ninety percent drop on your portfolio—when uh, when everything's on the line, <laughs> is going to be very substantial. You know, for for someone that's perhaps living a high lifestyle, um, you know, like for example, you retire, you get out, and you throw everything at NFTs, um, especially in this period of time. And yeah. with the intention of, of this is going to make me even bigger. It's going to make me Jay-Z level. You know, you like a good, great... <laughs> you know, It's just, well- it's just, it's just, it's just <laughs> impressive that you chose. You know why I say that is because um, Jay-Z bought a, a painting by uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat and it's called Empire. And it, it made me understand why he, he did that song with, with Rihanna. I think it was... In New York. <laughs> Funny enough, you there. Anyway, already, the painting's yeah. about the Empire State. So when so we, we, we do the
0: recording, we'll have New York playing in the background, just so everyone knows.
1: <laughs> so yes, like I think if people are just focusing on that as as trying to leverage that, oh, I'm gonna be this this main gent or lady in the future based on on this this NFT rising to to stardom, then I think that's the wrong mindset because anything can happen in the space your community is essentially the people that are holding value uh, and creating that intrinsic demand. So without them, you know, you can still do a stupid tweet. You can still be a little idealistic and everyone can say, well, fuck you. I'm out. And boom, <laughs> literally it's, it's, just by a click of a button. That's how people can get canceled. Now, even an athlete, even a Ronaldo, now, Ronaldo just needs to say one wrong thing. Hypothetically. You know, just or do one wrong thing, and the dude's career can go downhill. Yes, they'll you'll be still notorious, and you'll have the, the, the people that are following him underground. But if you really had to do something serious, like what happened to Oscar Pretorius, perfect example, people fucking hate that gent, you know, despite what he's done in the past. That <laughs> happened to Lance Armstrong <clears throat> as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? When when he figured that when people came out with his shit, perfect. Another,
0: per, another person that my friend mentioned tonight, my American mates, he was talking about Hansi Kurnia. Yes. Same kind of thing, right? 100%. Also, rose to
1: stardom. Yes. Got one, one mistake. Yeah. Now, with blockchain, Web3, it's even easier to nullify you, my man. If you don't play, play smart, out. And if, if people look at Ronaldo and say, this guy is just about the money and he wants our money, well, fuck you. And it just takes a movement, and all of a sudden, all these NFTs. New, 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 new. So that's the thing, dude. Like people just need to be virtuous in the space and make bring value to the sports industry. You know, as a result, mm. you know, then then yes, then those guys are gonna be mm, top notch.
0: <laughs> so this this is the interesting thing now, bro. And the reason why I, I, there's so many things going off in my head now is that a lot of the conversations that we're having with sports partners, naturally with athletes or their representatives mm. and people in the industry. And the most common thing that comes out of this is that athletes are difficult to work with, yeah. athletes are difficult to work with. And it's because they're busy, they're training whatever amount of time of the day, but the, the ego is obviously wanting to get you to this, this point in your career. You cannot be a professional athlete, you don't have some form. It's, yeah, true. It's it's not. It's, it's, I want to say it's not possible, but I would say it's not favourable for you, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, it's. <laughs> because there's there's numerous examples of this. Like mm-hmm. I can I can talk to you about this for days about Manchester United, just what matters. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, considering how our last season went, but going back to the conversation of how money is influencing sports. I don't know if you've seen, and I know you, 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 you do enjoy playing some golf is that naturally we being brought up watching the PGA tour. Mm-hmm. And now this other Saudi backed organization called yeah. LRV or LRV, however you pronounce it is now introduced something that's very different to the PGA in the sense that they've included a lot more people. The mm-hmm. prize pool is a lot more money. Yeah, But what I've seen is that they're making it more of an experience. They're making it one in which they have been events and mm. music, um, entertainment, mm. and not to say the PGA is not doing that, but they make, I
1: think yeah. they've realized
0: that there's, there's a big market in the, in that. Yes. Well, they're not even adapting, they're creating because yeah, they knew. Yeah. Yeah. True. And what they've done is that speaking to your point of also with loyalty and how money is, is spearheading sport and how athletes are doing it for the wrong reason. This is a prime example of where a lot of the, the, the gents, as you would say from the PGA, <laughs> have shifted over to LIV because the, the prize pool is mad. Did you yeah. know that the first two tournaments they had, South Afri- two South Africans won individually each time and they received, yeah. uh, and I stand to be corrected, between two to four million yeah. dollars.
1: Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, my point is like, he's gone there because he knows he can make the money because the exchange rate is next level. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is, and now this is animosity between the two brands, Definitely. actually. But now there's an animosity between the players that are either staying and moving or going and coming, whatever it may be. Mm. And the last thing I'll just say here is that Tiger Woods is offered between, I think, four to seven hundred million dollars to join LRV and he turned it down. And if I was him, I would do the same. Mm. It speaks to your point
1: of you do something silly, you ruin your legacy. Yes, 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 yes. That's actually a smart observation because I actually didn't think about that because I heard about Tiger Woods declining that. And also putting him in a position to be a, a billionaire in dollars, uh, mm. or at least in someday, I don't know. But to to turn that down based on, on a virtuous uh, a decision, you know, the scrutiny or the, the to compromise your career is just not worth it, especially for a person like that. And he's got a lot of influence for top tier golfers, especially youngsters that that are a little conservative still, that aren't necessarily yeah. just about the money. They are about the game and the professionality that's akin to it. And with that being said, golf is a very conservative sport. Like people don't play barefooted, like I've been caught and, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's not cool. Like people don't dig it. It's like against mm. the system essentially. Uh, so what this n- new age uh, mechanism that's come, uh, come along with LRV it's interesting because I think they're trying to, to, to bring in the more Gen Z target audience, even though there's going to yeah. be baby boomers, uh, millennials that are going to be super interested in that because they're perhaps their favorite golfers there, or it's just a, a very, like you mentioned, an experience, even when watching. And also for people to in the future go and want to go there, like people that aren't even golfers, exactly like what the F1's done, they've really brought a, yeah. a whole new uh, age group to the to the sport, which is brilliant because I hear now even in the office, talking about F1, I've never heard about people speaking about F1 the way they do now.
0: But, but you also to that point, did you ever mm-hmm. watch that documentary on Netflix or I, I think No, I haven't. I haven't drive to drive to survive something like that. That for me, like, I used to be very much into Formula One when I was mm. growing up. And it was by virtue of Michael Schumacher, but also my yes. dad's influence. Yes. And I, I fell out of love with it. And I think when I had watched that Netflix series, I fell in love with it again. And last season, I watched it quite attentively, where last season was one of the most um, controversial with the last yeah. race, we went to stuff and it actually won. But I, I've just thought of something here, and I'd love to get your opinion on it, is that so we're speaking about athletes even like now um say when Cristiano Ronaldo was before he came to Manchester United he was there was talk of him going to Manchester City but he had built his name and his legacy at Manchester United so if he had gone there it would have impacted his relationship with all the Manchester United fans and even people that don't support either club would question Mm -hmm. his loyalty because it's more for money right? right yeah what do you think the impact of these decisions will have on the value of NFTs in 10 years from now. Because like you're saying, Tiger Woods also found himself in a peculiar situation when he was caught cheating on his wife with various Mm. women. Mm -hmm. And everyone thought that would be the downward spiral, the detriment to his career, and he's come out on top. There's been other athletes and celebrities that have not, um, like Amber Heard, it'll be incredibly difficult for her to come out of what she's just been through. But say, for instance, she had an NFC collection or Tiger Woods had an NFC Mm. collection and that incident happened, it's like a stock market crash. Everyone's like, no, I I realize this is going to lose my value. Let me pull out. So this is the risk with NFTs being directly related to athletes that are currently playing. The veterans, you probably have a bit of a safer bet because you would hope that nothing scandals comes out. Mm. But Mm. it's something that I've been thinking about, but I just don't know if it holds value. Mm.
1: No, look, uh, that's a valuable um, a valuable question because I think uh, yes, there is a lot of um, positional play that you put your brand on when you put in you put it onto an NFT space purely because it follows that metric, much like the stock market. and it's 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 ultimately like pegging your brand to a, a financial um, you know asset. So even even if you you playing it smooth, someone can just decide to sell off a big portion and say they were a, quite a big um, player, as a, known as whales, uh, in your in your NFT range, for instance. And yeah, they just sell off, and it creates a bit of um, what's not known as uh, uh, what's when you are short. So yeah, you know, imagine you you on the uh, on the. Best time in your career and people start to short your NFT range just because that's what's happening. And all of a sudden it throws your game off, right? So there's this, this element, right? That's that's up there, it's virtual. Um, it has now a monetary uh, a pegging system to it that's out of your control. <laughs> it's got to do with the people that are in that space. And yes, you'll own um, a couple or... If not all royalties of everything, so it's still going to be dependent on the supply and demand uh, algorithms that are, are entrenched into to your brand and who actually are invested in your brand. And we, no one really knows, right? Um, you can launch, for instance, Tiger Woods can launch an NFT range, and a whole bunch of um, Somalian pirates can buy it up. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: always, co- always coming with the craziest analysis, you know what I mean? Man. Like and then uh, then what? Uh, <laughs>
1: they just sit there, you know, tiger yes, yeah, see all oh, my NFTs, Gonzos, cause you just see the, the wallet number, right? And there's just cats with money, like you said. We don't know because mm. it's, it's 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 open to anyone, really. It's the cats who's got the money and who's there and who's willing to jump in. And if you are a thug, you are more than willing to throw in for something that that you know, especially if you've, you've taken this money that you can't really audit in a way. So this is the best way to launder it. And this is exactly what a lot of uh, uh, criminals are doing. And I'm not just saying that. It's, it's, it's just criminals that can, can impact the market, but it's also people that don't really care. And let's be real. In a space that you're autonomous, that's going to be very, very prevalent. And you can already see it in social media. <laughs> yeah well, that's, that's, that's such a
0: valuable mm. that's a valuable thing and I think I actually want to talk about this on our next episode I mm. think the intention going into crypto and NFTs mm. is definitely going to have a significant impact on the success not only on a particular collection a particular coin a particular blockchain it's the whole ecosystem But I can yeah. see like we've seen in uh, like we see your social media the negative impact that who can have our virtue of being anonymous. Yes. So yes. In, in saying that, Jono, we've we'll come to the end again. Everyone, thank you for joining us again. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're getting some good feedback and people actually reaching out to us to join Amazing. the podcast. So we're going to have a few more guests in the coming weeks. And I'd I just like to say, I think it's uh, we've grown and I'm excited to see how we can build this brand. Jono, as we go mm-hmm. and as we normally do, any final remarks?
1: You know, at this time, I haven't come across anything, but uh, I'm, I'm going to always stick with something that's, that's very aligned with me. And that's to be grateful. Remain grateful. And in moments when, when you're in doubt, just find that little bit of gratitude. that. Like
0: Ciao. Yeah, I love that, dude. All right, Cheers. Thank you